This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right lads, here's the game plan. We'll give them two easy goals and then stage a comeback. Oh, and if one of you can get sent off late on just for something stupid, that'd be absolutely grand. (sighs) I imagine that that isn't John Dempsey's actual team talk, but the way this last week's gone, who knows? After three games, two in the league and one in the cup, the Stags are stuck in a seamlessly endless loop of having to claw their way back into the game after a poor start unable at the end to find that killer goal to grab victory. Tonight, as a horribly toxic atmosphere begins to bubble, we debate if there's a hangover from last season and cast a critical eye over what needs to improve. Plus, boss John Dempster and star striker Danny Rose reinforce the message that doing the basics right could yield a result as the Stags make the long journey to Carlisle on Saturday. Yeah, it's got to be competitive. People have got to want to fight for their shirt. When they get their shirt, they want to, they've got to want to keep it. Uh, and that's certainly the environment that uh, my staff and I want to create. The bigger picture is that the lads are a bit disappointed that we've not at least picked up one victory out of the two league games that we've played so far. Obviously 2-0 down is not ideal, we'll get ourselves a mountain to climb and then we've done well to play back to 2-2 but the red cards have, I want to say have killed the game off for us but they've gave us a less chance of winning so um, we'll look forward to Carlisle now, we'll train right today and then we'll move on tomorrow. As ever, get your comments in on the live feed. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Danny Rose is climbing mountains, John Dempster is trying to get people to battle for a shirt, and Mansfield Town are two games into the Skybet League 2 season with two 2-2 draws. I honestly, when I thought about that in my head, didn't think I'd make it through that sentence without stumbling up, but who knows, we've still got a very long show to go. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters. Thanks very much for joining us. As ever, I'm sure that tonight will be an interesting one given the way the opening two games of the Skybet League 2 campaign have unfolded so far. Coupled, of course, with another 2-2 draw and a penalty shootout. Oh, we love a penalty shootout. 
again against Morecambe on Tuesday night. Lots to get through tonight as we also hear from boss John Dempster, midfielder Otis Khan and star striker Danny Rose. Joining me as ever, we've got a full lineup of all three stag shirts tonight. Somebody actually got the memo. We're in the third kit is Mr Cam Felton. Evening. Uh, away to my left, we're in the away kit from last season, but, uh, but on the video version of this, you can only see his head. Uh, Mr Nathan Edge, he's cast a laptop field in the last almost. Well, you have to stand up. And then, uh, that's too much effort. Yeah, it is effort. And then we're in the home kit, me in the middle. So let's get the party started. As always, if you want to have your say in on your team, get involved in the comments uh, below. Uh, we'll get your comments very, very shortly indeed. But first, let's go back to last Saturday, Nate. Do we have to? I yeah, know, we, we, sort, we sort of do, don't we? Do we have we? to talk about the last two games? Do I know, well, that's it. It's been a very short show if we don't. True. <laughs> none of us really saw a repeat performance coming although jokingly I did say to somebody before the game we'll go two we'll go two goals behind before we start playing and what happened we went two goals down before we started playing but in truth after half an hour against a better side and this is no disrespect to Morecambe it could have been six that's exactly what I was saying at half time it was a bit of a one of those things where you think if we was up against the likes of Plymouth or someone like that in this league that are very strong and again, no disrespect to Morecambe, because to be fair, they should have been four up at half time, you know. But coming up against that extra quality, the way we were defending as from midfield through to defence, the, the positioning and the whole shape of the team was un unreal, really. And other teams with a little bit more quality and a little bit more about them would have absolutely picked us to part, because to be fair, Morecambe did at the time. So it wasn't... Um, it wasn't good watching from the Stags' point of view. Um, we did the whole bit of a bit of a fight back again, like we did at Newport. Um, but then, I mean, like like you said, I, I think I even said to somebody, oh, I won't surprise if we, if we gave someone a two-goal lead. But to then absolutely copy it and then get a stupid sending off like we did at Newport, you couldn't write it really, could you? Super in a different way, though, Cam, because this one, clear red card, Matt Preston absolutely has cost Mansfield there. Because at that point, when he was... Before he was sent off, it Mansfield was, were on top. It was top building. It, it was, was building. It was coming. <sighs> Where do you start? Look, because there was that many things go wrong. I think, as far as things go, I think we just need to put it behind us. Because it's like, what can you say about it? Well, that's easier said than done, well, though. Because exactly. then we played Morecambe again on Tuesday, and again <laughs> did the same thing. <laughs> What is it? For me, uh, Tuesday it's night was game, worse. It? You know, it, it, right, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's a cup game. We still had a strong team out on that pitch, and and the whole build up to it from the from the coaching staff and the players that we want to proceed in the cup. So it wasn't as if we wasn't taking it serious. We were just that. That is absolutely not an excuse. We were just awful, and and the fact that we played against ten men with over seventy minutes on the you know on the clock to to do what we need to do, and not get the result was absolutely ludicrous really it's absolutely it is very very strange and it yet again you know alright this time we didn't go two goals down in the cup game went one goal down got it back but then against ten men literally two minutes later gave away another soft goal and it's not like any of the goals can that we've conceded have been worldies or ones which you can't really do anything about every single goal this season that we've con conceded apart from Newport's penalty so every single goal from open play has been a very, very soft goal to concede. And that is really concerning when you consider it's the same defence that we, that did so well last season. Yeah. What, what, where, where's gone wrong? What's gone wrong? 
because fr- from the outside you can't see what's gone wrong all we've seen is oh no we're in trouble and nothing uh, the only thing that's changed is this slight style we play so is it something the manager's done is there a, a rift in the dressing room is uh, is it a rebellion to get the manager sacked I don't know is he Oh, that many things have been panned around on Facebook and Twitter and what's going wrong. Social media is a beautiful tool, isn't it? It really oh, is. Uh, well, it's, it's that whole perspective thing, isn't it? Because on one hand, we've actually made it all right at the start of the season because we've battled back twice and got two draws. And it, in, re- in reality, it could have been two wins. But on the other hand, it's been two games littered with defensive frailties which really we should have been winning and, and as cost us and we all know what drawing games can do in, in the long run it's it's which perspective do you take well I think I can't really sum it up to be honest because it's like we were so strong tail end last season fair enough last three games we were dreadful but it just seems like there's a massive hangover and we just need to get out of it and we'll hear from Danny Rose shortly later but he's obviously said just getting that first win might might get us over it but when's that going to come when are the players going to actually turn up and and change what's gone wrong well let's get some of your comments uh, so far tonight if you want to leave a comment and get involved drop a comment down below in the comments box uh, and we'll read it out throughout the course of the show uh, Liam says Hamilton has to be dropped he's been poor um, Jamie says what the hell is happening we have gone from the best defending team in the league is this down to players rebellion to David Flickcross sacking in the summer something has changed uh, Gary says guys we need to remain positive two games in new manager new systems patience early days many teams fail to overturn scores when playing against 10 men um, he also says last season from January onwards uh, we were awful under Flickcroft e.g. Crew, Notts County Port Vale to mention but a few uh, Liam says it's like near the end of last season we were conceding too many goals and have brought that into this season uh, John says evening uh, Callum says I think personally we've had a really flat pre-season nothing really to get the players hyped up about nor the fans if only we could have a team of Danny Roses um, and Peter says in my 60 years of following the Stags I can honestly say I've not heard such vitriolic comments made towards a new manager and in the first home game of a new season very worrying as the abuse carried on to some extent on Tuesday night well let's touch upon that subject because um, I mentioned it in, in the blogs which I put on the day after a game we've mentioned it ourselves in the group chat and in the car on the, on the way here it feels like a real toxic atmosphere at the one call stadium at the minute Nate, doesn't it and that surely is, is going to spread towards the dressing room if it hasn't done already. That's what I'm about to say. I don't think it's... I think it probably already has. You know, it's not something that can be easily ignored. Um, and I didn't expect it, to be honest. I know we all was hurting from the end of last season, you know, both supporters and the, and, and the club itself, you know, the staff and the players, etc. But with the summer and the change and things like that a change of manager I, I thought we'd have drawn a line under it and and moved on and we just think you know go again that's sort of what we've always done go again what you have to do really but summer is just not right this season from and, and a lot of it I, I don't know it's it's, it's mad it's, and this, that Saturday, Saturday so the Morecambe game we, I think we've had it both to be honest both, both Morecambe games um the atmosphere in the stand has been incredibly toxic, really, really toxic. And 
Unfortunately, we've done well to get this far without mentioning his name yet, but a lot of that has been directed for sort of singling out Conrad Logan. He's been one that's been taking the absolute you know front of it. And um, I don't see the sense in it. We're all frustrated, but where is the, where is the sense at attacking your own player? I've never seen fans give a stick like that to an opposition player, never mind your own. How is that going to help the, the team in that situation that we're in? I fully get why some fans are frustrated. I'm frustrated at him because... There are, there are certain moments and certain things which a goalkeeper has to do, but the level of it is absolutely ridiculous. And to those on Tuesday night, I was embarrassed to watch a game. And I was fortunate enough on Tuesday to be working because we had the walking footballers on the pitch at half-time, who, by the way, created far better entertainment in 10 minutes <laughs> than what the entirety of the game did. Um, but um, that aside, joking aside... I, asked, I went into work mode because I felt as a fan I was utterly embarrassed when Logan was catching the ball and bowling it out short and getting kicks and, and getting things to our players and our own fans our own fans were jeering him yeah it was what? Saturday as well wasn't it it was, yeah. it was at both both times and it, it it comes across really petulant and childish to me I, I, I just can't understand I can't grasp the any sense in it whatsoever and, and the thing the thing is with the whole Conrad Logan situation. I, this, my, my view on this is, okay, I don't, I feel like, it, I'm going to say it now, but bear with me, I'm going to say he needs to be dropped. right? But my reasoning behind this is, not because he's playing badly, because that's debatable, because to be honest, from what I've been reading everywhere, um, the, the errors that he supposedly made are debatable. They're not clear-cut errors. So some people say it's not his fault, and some say it is. So, Based on that... You're damned if you I'm, do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, I'm 50-50 on that. So whether he's been making mistakes or not, I'm 50-50. One thing is quite clear is that the defence don't have the trust in him. So for that reason, I think a change is necessary. But most importantly, the change has to be for the um, for just like the, the atmosphere's sake. Because luckily, Saturday we're away from home, so we probably won't see that. But Tuesday, Leighton Orr and back at home, I'm just concerned that it's going to carry on. So I think for... For the whole sake of a club, it probably just needs to be a change just to, in some way, shut the fans up. I know you shouldn't give in to that sort of pressure, but I think it's got to be done for the yes. whole sake of the atmosphere. Absolutely. I don't think I can add anything more to that other than it, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? It's catch-22. You never want to bow down to, to fan pressure, but sometimes... What choice have you got? You've got to <laughs> speculate to accumulate, haven't you? You've got, you've got to try something different and, and try... You know, mixing things up a little bit, but the problem we've got—and this is no disrespect to young Aidan Stone, who I thought was relatively decent during pre-season—you've got to ask yourself this question, hand on heart, putting all the doubts and all the anger and disappointment and frustrations aside: Is he good enough and experienced enough to to do what Logan is apparently not doing in terms of commanding the area, commanding the defence, and? giving that solidity to that back line is he good enough and experienced enough at lead two level it's a one word answer it's a two letter answer <laughs> and you've got nobody else who can come in because Aleshnik is still injured if you put Aleshnik in and then he, he you know for the sake of it and he injured himself that would be a, a, a disaster Maybe. the only other option though is the transfer so market that's the only thing we've got going in our favourite moment the transfer market is still open so 
whether it's signing somebody all, all alone, you know, we can do either or. So we have got that option. But and I, I, I don't know if Aiden Stone's good enough. Obviously, we need to only the sort of coaching staff know what he's like in training. I know we've seen him a little bit in preseason friendlies, but it's very harsh to judge somebody on just a few games. So for me, I'd stick him in there. And if if he makes mistakes, well. I think as fans we've probably got ourselves to blame in some ways because I think it's that I think that a lot of if the decision comes it's probably down to the pressure that he needs to change it let's go back to some of the comments and then we'll find out Cam's thoughts uh, on that let's keep uh, these come through I'm trying to keep up with them guys I've got the phone to try and keep up with them if I do miss them uh, I do apologise um uh, Lee asks last year we were all together this year we are all divided why do you think that is uh, and Liam says uh, because we're, we are sick of always being disappointed every season and always bottling it um, Laura says don't think it's Dempster's fault uh, for goals my four year old could defend and stop um, hurry up October that's the level of my criticism uh, discipline fines need to be brought in for unnecessary reds have been, that have been given formations a bit topsy-turvy at the minute too excellent point on that as well before I move on because <laughs> went three went three at Newport changed it to 4-4-2 half time was brilliant played 4-4-2 and it started working and we were just getting into the game and then he sort of dropped it back into a three a little bit to try and get players forward and then he played three again on Tuesday despite not having any defensive cover other than Lewis Gibbons and playing players out of position it's a bit crazy do, are we playing Cam what do you think are we playing the three at the back for the sake of it worked last season or are we playing three at the back because that's what Dempster wants to do because for me I think we're better in the four and I think we just need to go we're not playing three that's a backup we're going to go with a four and build something new can I sit on the fence and say both no, yeah, because, <laughs> because we looked so comfortable last season in that three. Last. But it's the same players. But we're playing a different style as well. Ish. Exactly. It's very similar football. It's slight tweaks. It's not wholesale changes. I'm not seeing very similar football on that pitch. I'm we try to play similar football. It don't work. I don't even think we... Oh, well, what, anyway. What's going wrong? It's <laughs> like the core, the core of the squad, other than... Well, I think the only player is probably Maynard that's changed like wholesale in that starting eleven. In terms of personnel, yeah. But in terms of the way they're playing, Pierce, Preston, Sweeney, rock solid last year. Honestly, this year I think I could blow on them and they'd fall over. I think we, we, you look further on the pitch. Well, well. People are just walking through the mid- middle. The you know, midfield are absolutely nowhere. Maka, I love Maka, but he's positioning and awareness he's wandering off doing other things doing other he's terrible jobs Bishop, Bishop it's had, well maybe I know he's committed to it but you can't keep doing that you can't be going everywhere else to cover for them because he's still got an important job to do himself same with Bishop he's, he's gone missing so far and so the, the issue with before you, you know we look at it and we, we defended from higher up the pitch but at the moment that's not happening it's so it's getting straight for our defence and unfortunately they're not on it either they're all over the place then it goes to the very, very, very back line, which is the keeper who also isn't on it. So it's going wrong all over the pitch. As Danny Rose though says, it would be interesting if we do get a win because then perceptions will change. Because if you, if in the next, by the time we do this next week, we've got six points from the two games, 
all of a sudden it actually becomes a good start to the season which yeah. makes this whole thing just absolutely pointless but the thing is for me though it's not about the fact that we've drawn two games it's not the draws that's the issue it's the performances that's what's scaring me you know it's how badly we have actually played in those games and how the difference is for me than, than last year um, is when we played probably take out take out a lot of the games towards the end of the season which I know is quite a big important part of the season but when we go back to the start of the season things weren't fantastic we drew a lot of games but we come back from games saying oh, you know it's frustrating we've drawn that we've conceded late the likes of uh, Cambridge etc but we, kept, we, we all knew we could all see what we were trying to do and that we had things to be positive about and there was things happening at the moment I, I struggle to find that out of performances because we've played that woeful the only thing we can say positively is that we're fighting back, you know, when we do when we do go down. But that's not necessarily obviously it's a good thing when you go in a situation. But we can't keep going in this situation because we're going to get absolutely hammered by some of these teams if we carry on in this way. It's an interesting situation to find ourselves though, isn't it, Cam? Because we talk about woeful and being poor, but that, in actual fact, that's only for a percentage of the game. We're woeful and poor for maybe 30, 40 minutes and then for after that we look like world beaters and other than two stupid red cards in both the league games we were in control of, of, of those games so why are we doing it for 60 minutes and not 90 minutes? What is it about like starting the game? It's like the the last season we just don't turn up simple as it's like the players are like right, 50th minute we're going to turn up let's crack on Why? Need to be there at the first minute. Never mind the fiftieth or the sixtieth or whatever. Why can't we turn up for a full ninety? Are we going to turn up though on the fifty minute if it's nil nil? Are we wait? Is it because we've gone two nil down? No, and wait, wait. And we have to give goals. ourselves an absolute kick on the backside. Is it? Is it the timing or is it the situation that we've put ourselves in? So now we think we're going to have to really work now and put something in to get it back. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. From an early age, like football teams and even primary schools they do certain games where the numbers are unbalanced and you do like scenario based games so for, for example you'll have a you'll have a 10 playing against 11 and the 10 will be two goals down and the 11 have got to work to get back into get back into the game and work on those pressurised situations and it's, it's always interesting to see that are we using are we looking at this as some sort of game are we trying to test ourselves or something are we trying to test our teamwork and Resilience because we didn't fight as much last season. But why do we have to, you know, dig a dig a hole to climb to the top of a mountain? What's if you're going to do a test do them in pre-season? Not the start. Of Absolutely. The start of the Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go back to some more of your uh, comments tonight. Keep the keep them coming in. Uh, Joel says, "Do you think Andy Cook looked fit enough on Tuesday?" I thought he looked one of the best players out there. Thought he had a, a, a decent game. I think I've, I think Danny Rose mentioned in his interview say he felt a bit of a twinge and maybe would have stayed on. It's that tackle longer. where he put it onto the bar, did he? Yeah, unlucky. Looked but handful. You don't put it this way. You don't score however many goals he scored at League One level last year for no reason, and then hit twenty plus for the la the previous seasons before that. Yeah, and, and to be fair, no reason before Tuesday night, he made two appearances from the bench. I think he'd done a, made played a total of about eight ten minutes. So. You know, it's, it's, we don't we haven't seen anything really of them really, have we? Apart from Tuesday night, so I think um, 
if fitness is a is a is an issue, it would just be the fact that he's probably not had many game sort of related minutes. So give him time, give him a chance. Absolutely. Uh, Liam says, uh, talking about Aidan Stone, you have to give players experience. No players can get experience without playing. Give him a chance. Uh, John says, as a manager, he should have seen that there needed to be a change after the yellow before getting the red. And I agree with an earlier post. CJ is not as he was and not working hard enough, but thought Otis Khan is on fire compared to last season. We'll hear from him uh, in a second. Uh, David says, I can't see a win this weekend or a point. It's been a bad decision on the manager side. Should have not sacked Dave. Uh, Liam says, we need Tomlinson back ASCP. Interesting one about Tomlinson. I was pleased to see him get back and play a part on Tuesday night. But then, crazily, another crazy managerial decision. We're chasing the game. We're one man, um, we're one man up. And we decide to play him at centre half. That, that made no sense. Um, John says, "I think he had a contract, i.e., uh, get us up, or he lost his contract, which is harsh. Even after taking over from Evans, he should have been given a sec second stab at it, and then look if at it if it's not working. Obviously, in relation to Flickcroft." Uh, Helen says correct Nathan midfield is being overrun and needs sorting are the players confused by the tactics we cannot play only half a game and expect to be up there I have no clue what's going on with the defence but too much squabbling at the back I agree with Helen there yeah. spot on I think we're confused by the tactics from watching it what are the players feeling in there I think we just need to come and say look look lads we've got these two systems this is our primary system and this is our secondary system, and this is what we're going to go with. And thanks for dropping your phone on my knee. I really appreciate <laughs> Trying that. Trying to be um, You know, that's that is what we we need to say. We need to go. We're doing this. This yeah. is us. We're not going to be. We're not going to pander to other teams. One of the big questions I ask is: Are the players buying into John, John Dempster's ethos, whatever that is? I don't. I don't think we know what it is at the moment because it's not clear on the pitch. So, are they buying into what he wants them to do, or is it a matter of? They are, but what he wants to do isn't isn't working. You know, which which is the issue? Because we know there is a problem there, but I think it's got to be really realistically one of those two, and uh, something needs to change. And I don't want to attack John Dempster much because you know I, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm, I'll back him that he'll he'll do well. But it doesn't. The one thing I think is not helping his case is the fact that he doesn't do anything during the match. He's, he's not open shouting orders or anything like that and I know people have managed have different styles in how they manage players and things like that but sometimes you just want someone to show a bit of passion and when the players need a kick at the back side you want to see him get up and try and do that give it a man I know we've probably got spoiled over the last few years with seeing the likes of well I know sports about it but got accustomed to the likes of Evans belting out CJ Run! I've done it on that I don't know <laughs> but you know Dave did as well or, or, or but we're not we're not seeing anything but it just it doesn't show anything on the side you see it for about a few minutes is about it it's uh, you've got a you've got a point and you've got to ask yourself how's he coping with with the step up to management yeah. to senior management which we all said that was probably one of the biggest risks uh, when you've got a point is can he do the step up because there's a different thing from managing a youth academy to stepping up to first team players so like you said is he, is he coping and can he cope with it absolutely I mean from from what I've seen of him in, in and around the dressing room, he's got the respect to the players, and he, he's got that. He's changed a few things inside the dressing room, such as quotes and things like that, and, and some and certain ethoses. But on a during the game, 
there's not a lot of animation there. I mean, we don't want him to be flinging his arms around and getting in the fourth official's ear every two minutes no. and, and all this. But they ju it just looks, even from Glover as well, his assistant, it just looks deadpan. There doesn't seem to be a motivation. And I think, especially over the last two games in, in terms of the league, we've had moments in those games where we're all saying, right, we need to change this now because we're on the front foot. We need that, those extra legs. And there's been no, there's been nothing there from the bench. It's almost like he stood there with a laptop playing the game out on Football Manager and not in the real world yeah it's, that's what I mean it's when things aren't going right you need that personality you need somebody to come forward and really take leadership on it and, and be confident and, uh, and and willing to change things and, and things like that but we're not we're not doing that yeah we're tinkering with the formation a bit and I mean we, we spoke at somewhat you know comments earlier which I think we probably need to touch on as well about CJ well He's one example of the many players that keep getting put out of position. I don't, I can't get. Absolutely. Well, can someone just play CJ in his right position for once in his life? But where is his right position? Because left. Left. no, because no, a, no, a year ago I'd have said yeah, left wing, no problem, left wing. But then last year he did so well in developing in those numerous positions and becoming an all rounder under Flickcroft. But you're thinking, all right, he can play in any. But then know he he's, gone, he's gone like I don't, I don't know because even last year I remember him sit, being sat in this room many times saying. Yeah, it's doing a job but it's not the CJ that we know he could be doing better in his usual position we've said it so many times so I think this is a prime example one the confidence is low in the whole camp at the moment two he's being played out of position as are some other players so when you put them two together you're not, they're not going to perform so play players in the best position or like somebody said on the, uh, in the comments earlier put them on the bench if, if, you, if, you do, if, you don't, if you want somebody else there put him on the bench and bring him on later on and play him in his actual position that's I wouldn't be bothered this weekend I, I, I'm a big fan of CJ but if he starts on the bench I wouldn't be too bothered as long as we see everyone else in the right positions and whether he sticks CJ uh, sorry sticks Sterling James out there I think he's probably earned it or Otis Khan whatever just but play confident players in the proper positions absolutely I think the thing there with CJ as well if you look at where he has played Newport away right wing back uh, Morecambe at home in the league right wing Morecambe at home in the court, left side centre forward. What's any position apart from his actual position, really? Isn't call it? It, so just call it CJ Roulette and just think, just like spins a there's like a wheel in the dressing room which dumps the spins before the game. Goalkeeper, yeah, yeah, you're in. Still probably do a better job. Well, there you go. Some some might may say <laughs> that. Uh, more comments uh, coming in from Ashton, who says, "I think it's just a trust issue at the moment between the back three and five uh, and Logan. Seeing White and Logan arguing on Tuesday makes me wonder. It must be affecting the rest of the." team that, um, was, that was Pierce and Logan as well on the Saturday there's, there's been a few of those and there's been a few, there was a few of those last season in fact I remember the first game where Logan came in after Smith got dropped towards the back end of the last yes. season there was a bit of an altercation between Pierce and yeah. Logan and for me what's the common denominator <laughs> in all of this arguing um, but that's the point that's what I was saying <laughs> earlier about that if a change has got to be made it, it's not necessarily just out of performance it's all the other things that you throw into there as so well I think it's like you, we talk about as the manager got the respect of the dressing room as the dressing room got the re respect of the dressing room of each other as mad as that sounds exactly I'm going to do a scenario now everyone knows you're fully blind Nathan am I? You, I don't know <laughs> are you? God, oh, I think told me See, Jaffa kicks in front of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, good job that lap laptop protecting you there. Um, but the, the point I'm, I'm trying to make is you will put yourselves in, yourself in different situations every single day. 
where sometimes where you've never been to a place before if you've not got somebody with you obviously guide dog abby does a serving job as did guide dog hudson but if when you're you know with a person if you're with somebody who you don't necessarily know and trust that would not put you at ease would it um, no that's going to make you anxious yeah. and yeah. and and maybe a little bit scared and frightened and not fully confident it's the same i know where you're going with this but i don't think it's a matter of they don't know him as in they should I mean he's been at the club for a long time now yeah so I was getting at the confidence I was yeah, getting at the confidence it's, it's, thing. It's, if you've it's, not got somebody on your shoulder that you can fully trust and rely on yeah. that's going to put you on edge and that's going to affect how you are that day the way I can compare it is is, is is changing over to a different guide dog so the new, a new guide dog that I know they've had training they've, they've been well trained for the last sort of year and a half whatever uh, but then it comes to them actually guiding me and at the moment because I know, yeah, I don't trust them because she hasn't performed the job yet. So you put it into the football terms, and okay, Logan's you know been sort of in and out of the team for the last sort of two or three years, uh, probably more in than out. But more recently, he hasn't been performing. So how can the trust? How can the defence trust him? And I mean, it's quite clear to see that at the moment they don't because whether he's making mistakes or not that's up for debate but at the end of the day the, the defence are turning on him and that is not healthy yes. as well as the fans turning on him it's, it's clearly not good so I say it's like these niggly little problems with the defence all spans back to not trusting the goalkeeper and, and panic clearing it they'd much rather stick it into Quarry Lane or Bishop Street than play it back to Logan Oh, uh, well, considering that woeful killer of a pass they made on Tuesday night, rightly bloody so and all. Well, there's no absolutely no trust in the defence of the goalkeeper, and as much as we want to bash Logan and everything, he's a great stop, stop goal stopper, shot but, stopper, shot oh, stopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> could have gone wrong with that even worse. But his overall play of the game is shocking. For, for, and for it's, a, for a bloke his size, you think his size, you think you would control the, the penalty box. Well, the, yeah, the penalty more box commanding and, and like more physical, but it is just falls over. Like no, nothing against him, but just reading the game isn't isn't what we we that, saw last season. And it weren't great last season, but it's it's ten times better than what we've seen so far this season. There's three things I look for in a goalkeeper: command of area, trusting your defence. Which goes both ways and shot stopping. He's got one of those three. He's got one of those three. When he came in and we saw him, it, it, we knew that his kicking wasn't great from the first few games. His distribution's horrific. For a goalkeeper, you should be able to kick a ball 20 yards. Uh, but other than that, it was alright. It was a decent keeper. He could stop the ball. But it's like the longer he's been here, it's just like. Deteriorated and uh, what just need something new. This, this is something has to freshen things up, something has to give. One of the things that we need to look at as well as a lot of goals that we've conceded so far this season in, in, in both the league and cup, um, have been set pieces. So, and you know, John Dempster is uh, in quite a lot of press conferences throughout the pre season and uh, QAs or whatever. He said that he wants the team to be strong at set pieces both defend both defensively and attackingly attackive attackingly whatever uh, in attacking manner as well and okay we've scored a couple um which you know going forward but the ones we've let in defensively 
have been, you know, like I say, woeful. So um, I think it's like the, to keep needs to take some responsibility for that, as do the defence. It's exactly. not just Logan. Yeah, though. but well, it's like when well, you look at it, and it's like the, the ones that we have conceded, they've all been in the six-yard area or on the edge of it. And what's the one place that you'd expect a goalkeeper? To, to be able to defend if I'm a keeper lot. if I'm a goalkeeper nobody's coming in my six yard box that is my house that is my back garden you are not coming in you are not taking a dump on the floor that nope. is that is my that's my house I'm protecting it nope Logan's is six yards back a bit goal line well there you go more comments uh, coming in we're going to hear from John Dempster in just a second uh, John Savage says agree we need to see more guidance to tell the boys where they need to be I also agree that the players that we think are golden need to be dropped to freshen it up uh, Harvey thinks we should try out the new goalkeeper from Burnley being Aidan Stone um, Gary says uh, Newport away is probably the hardest and most physical side uh, to begin the season with we drew from 2-0 down last season we got nil points Morecambe are a side that will give other teams problems give the man a chance meaning John Dempster um, Callum says I, it's the way Logan gets up and shouts at the defence for all the goals they concede it seemed as if he blamed White for the second goal on Tuesday where he should have just hold his hands up and said he was at fault um, it's very very interesting uh, to see the comments coming in I just want to highlight one thing whoever is manager has got my full backing I'm not aiming any blame at John Dempster whatever side he picks we support and we back at 110% we're just here to give our opinions as supporters as you are in the comments let's hear from John Dempster and find out what he's got to say uh, given the three games this week in the past couple of weeks the three two-tool draws and that penalty shootout defeat ahead of another long journey to Carlisle on Saturday it's definitely about doing the very basics um, where we've fallen short um, has, has been just purely basics which has been frustrating as you can imagine for a manager or coach so uh, it'll be about tightening up in open play defensively it'll be about being better at set plays for and against um, but also it'll be you know emphasizing um, some of the good play that we've had the positives so you know we've scored two in every game so far so without stating the obvious if we can tighten up that defense um, and when I talk about the defense I'm talking about the defensive side of the game of the, the, the starting 11 or the 11 that are on the pitch we'll be okay we want a competitive environment on a day-to-day -day basis in training um, players want to see that light at the end of the tunnel that if they are they are performing that there's an opportunity there for them and that will be certainly be the case um, in the remainder of this week and the remainder of this campaign you know, it's got to be competitive people have got to want to fight for their shirt when they get their shirt they want to they've got to want to keep it uh, and that's certainly the environment that uh, my staff and I want to create Carlisle's a very difficult place to go um, the players were very disappointed after the game midweek um, initially after the game but they've come in in good spirits this morning uh, thus far um, but like I said to you there'll be uh, a, a brief discussion before we go out to train to make sure that people are in the right mindset uh, and the motivation levels are where they need to be um, and as soon as that session starts this morning I expect people to be um, chomping at the bit and, and, and fighting for every inch. The standards have been at a decent level in training uh, that needs to be 
taken into games more so. Um, there'll be little reminders about doing the basics well between now and Saturday because, that, like I touched on earlier, that's where we've been falling short. Um, and I expect performance levels to go up. You know, when, when it comes to match day, uh, performance levels collectively and individually need to be better. And if they are, um, We'll pick up points, and uh, I'm sure this will be a successful campaign. Stags boss John Nebster there speaking to I Follow Stags early today. You can watch that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow, where you can also see a glimpse into today's training as well. He spoke a lot there about little reminders, <laughs> little things. What were you saying all the way through that? Uh, make them big, you know, give them, uh, make them a big point. <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't know, they are quite a big things that we've been failing at so um, it's not little reminders make a big deal about it and make sure it's in those players' heads and make sure they go out and do it absolutely well I think I've solved the problem I think everybody can relax everyone can take a collective breather collective sigh of relief and, and know that this season is going to get back on back on track because for the first time this series the biscuits or, or cakes Case. depending on your point, point of view are back so all the way around uh, so there you go uh, everything's going to be fine we're going to win 6-0 on uh, on Saturday that's not my prediction by the way uh, and uh, everything will be everything will be hunky jory hunky jory by the time we're back here next, next Thursday at 6.30 Ish. Thank you. Uh, right then, let's uh, move on a little bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about Otis Khan because amongst all this negativity and all this toxin, toxic... Toxicity. Toxicity, great, great word, word. Great word. I don't know if it's real, but I like uh, it. We'll make, we'll, we'll make it up as we go along. It's a word now because we've said it. Uh, amongst all of that, there are some positives and some things which are shining through. One, the performance of Alistair Smith on Tuesday uh, against Morecambe in the Cup possibility that I'd be looking to start him on Saturday at Carlisle uh, to the excellence of uh, Danny Rose which we all knew was there we'll hear from him shortly and three uh, that of Otis Khan who has been absolutely tremendous when he's come on and, and, and has featured Cam it's just brought that bit of spark with him and just that creativeness that we've missed and, and fair enough it's not ended up resulting in anything Yet he's had a couple of he's had a, he's had a couple of sniffs at it, but we just need a goal from him now, and I think we'll start to see the the confidence in Otis grow and grow, the, similar to what we saw last season after he bagged his two goals opening day. Unfortunately, got he obviously injured last season, and we limit we were limited what we saw. But it's that sort of player that we did miss towards the tail end of last season, just that bit of creative flair. And it, it was Tuesday, just ran and ran and ran and ran. Similarly to CJ Hamilton and Nath, it's, it's another one of those players who performs well in a certain position. Right wing, left wing, or up front where, or in behind the striker, where do you see Otis Carter's most effective? Um, I like him just behind the strikers, to be fair. So that's sort of attacking midfield road. But then he, he does well on the wings. He, he still, he can play out there, but he, he comes in field as well when it's right. So... Um, I don't know which is his best probably John Dempster will probably put him right wing back on uh, I'm joking <laughs> no, <laughs> but, goals. <laughs> no but I don't know he's, he's doing at the moment he's doing well in all of those really so uh, at the moment keep him keep him at it really while, whilst he's got his confidence and the uh, sort of wind behind him in, in, in a sense so um, yeah I think he's doing well I'd add a number four to that list as well as uh, 
Amari Sterling James for when he came on oh, Tuesday night. Amari. He's done. Can't say that anymore. Can stop it. <laughs> he did very <laughs> well. He did very well in uh, in pre season uh, when he when he came on and showed some some glimpses that you know he, we we're going to see him more feature more. And when he got his opportunity uh, Tuesday night, he certainly took it with a fantastic goal and energy on the uh, you know on the ball and uh, with the rest of his performance as it's well. So. It's just them two players just bring something like um, Khan and Sterling James to bring something that we've lacked in the first two games someone that's going to pick the ball up and drive at their defence we'd much rather faff around with it playing it sideways 20 times before looping the long ball upfield and going out for a goal kick I think I might have solved the problem here yeah, we're, we're, at the minute we're trying to why do you all say that yeah, yeah, Jaffa 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 also solved the, the, the team problem Somebody, I can't remember who said it, so I apologise. But somebody said about dropping the go- the golden oh, players, yeah. so, so to speak, and those who you might automatically think are going to get in the team. Well, you mentioned somebody there who's really performing, and we've got. For me, I think we play better on the Dempster in a four four two, or at least a four at the back, right? So, but bear with me a second. I think the area if we're going to do that that we we are weakest the most is the right hand side would you agree or disagree mm. that we yeah, lack the players where we lack we just lack that little something on the right hand side possibly right right so you play we've got Matt Preston suspended right obviously you've got Pierce and White who are best mates and have got a real good understanding of each other can form a good partnership Hayden White is quality at centre back yeah I would play Gordon right back, White and Pierce at centre back, Sweeney on the bench, Benning left back, Amari right wing, McDonald, probably Bishop, um, in the middle, or Tomlinson, right? Khan on the left wing, Rose and Maynard up top. Amari and Khan switching over, and then you can drop somebody in to push one striker up and go a 4 2 3 1. Play Amari! I agree with all of that, apart from the whole White at centre back. Really? Yeah, I, I'd put Sweeney there. He's, he's not really done a great deal wrong, to be fair. So I'd put him there. Um, I'd be happy with that with, with with White right right back and maybe... I, I'd, I probably wouldn't go just a flat four in midfield with... Uh, you know, I'd probably stick Gordon on the right because I think given the opportunity for him and White to build a partnership it all depends on White's fitness I think this is the biggest issue with that scenario uh, so it's been on White's fitness but let them try and build up a partnership as well and then I'd look at dropping either Macker or Bishop in the midfield and maybe going at one sort of holding midfielder in front of the defence Tomlinson or Macker or, or Bishop one of the three and then have a floating three well not floating three but the three in front of those where you've got the creative ones of Sterling James, um, Khan, and um, who else did we just say? Who am I missing? I don't know. One over in there. You know. You know. You know where I'm going. Anyway. So yeah, I'd, that's the way I'd go at it. But I just think we need to start putting players, the ones that are in form on the pitch, and put them in their actual positions rather than buggering about and trying to play them elsewhere. Because clearly, this whether it's a system or whatever or the confidence it's not working that way so we put people where they're comfortable and then build from there it would be I think we need to, we definitely need to not put square pegs in round holes anymore we've got to play to our strengths and we've been saying this for a while <laughs> well, that's, I think this is where not we're just this season we've done it last season as well that's it that's where we went wrong last season to a degree as well and 
I don't know whether there's a bit of a hangover from that, whether the expectation is for you know us to come out and batter teams week in, week out and be top of the league from, from minute one and you know never concede a goal and win 3 0 every week. Is that the expe- right. is that the expectation? <laughs> what, what is the expectation? Because like we say, if we get a six points from the next two games all of a sudden it doesn't look like a bad start, does it? That perspective and being in the moment it's such a delicate thing. I always say when there's a new manager that I, I, I would want, well, expect or wouldn't be massively disappointed if the first year is a transition year as in mid-table upwards challenging. You know, I don't expect a new manager to go in and get top three, but then you, you look on the flip side and you look at the investment we've put into the team and the squad you've got, you think that should be good enough to get top three. So... I don't know. The problem is these days managers don't get the time, and I don't think David Fickoff had got the time uh, that he should have got. I'm probably going to get shot down in the comments for that, but I'm still standing by that. But at the same time, Dempster needs to be given the time now as well. So all these that are shouting for him out already need to give the head a wobble. Absolutely. But carry on with these performances, and I think he will be under pressure in ten games' time. That's the problem. That's the problem of the game that football is it's nature of the beast so you look, look back over the last few seasons obviously first time when Evans came in we finished just outside the playoffs like a bit more mid-table season after we finished just outside the playoffs under Flitcroft last season finished just outside top three missed out on promotion in the playoffs <laughs> horrible memories this season shouldn't it be like built build, we've improved every season Every season's been a progression, and we've improved the squad. All the first opinion, as well. two that were in the league. Yeah, but I mean, the, over the last it's still years, we've been building. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. every year has been a progression. Yeah. We brought in a couple of players, like I.e. Christian Pierce, Mal Benning, way back. Adam Murray, genius. Just saying, bring back Murray. That's all I'm saying. Recruitment. Yeah. Although that's well, funny though, because you can have a job as recruitment and then be coaching the first team. Anyone notice the, the coaching video today and see who was taking training? Andy Burgess. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Andy Burgess and Jamie Maguire. Wow. But it's like we've added slowly to the squad and then we had a massive wholesale change and then we've built slowly to it. And it's it's just been a whole building process. Finally, we we deserve to be there. Missed out so narrowly the last two seasons, and as fans, it's like we've been through so many hard times. Now we're actually playing relatively all right football up until the last three games, and we've got a good squad, uh, inexperienced manager, but a, a, a very good manager. Finally, should the jigsaw finally be complete and get us to that next step? I disagree with the statement that we deserve to be there. I don't think anybody. No. deserve to be think, there <laughs> you know you deserve to be there if you perform on that pitch for 46 games is that right why yeah why do we deserve to be there because of last year no is that, is that why we deserve to be there it's just building we've done we've built as a club off the pitch and we're a stable club now compared to what we were so now the Raptors have focused on the pitch and started building things and it's like everything started to fall into place and it's like do we finally deserve to get there? We've missed out so many times. I don't is, deserve, this the, deserve, is this the season that we finally get there? Deserve for me is probably the wrong word. I think we're we, we should we're ready to get there, but for some we just need to, everything else is ready. We just need to get it right on the pitch, and this is the problem. Like, you know, we need to earn 
to be there. I think, and yeah, that's we're not, that. We're not doing that on the pitch. We're certainly not earning it. It's the way you approach it, isn't it? And the way you, you, you build it up. Do we deserve to be there? No, because nobody's got a given right. That is saying that we've got a given right. That is saying that we are going to be champions and promoted before a ball, a ball is kicked. When you start a season... Any one of those teams can get promoted or get relegated. Look at Notts Counties last year. They they thought the same thing at this point last year, deserve, that yeah. they deserved promotion. They were robbed in playoffs and all that. <coughs> Correct. And what happened? They're playing Eastly. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if it's like this, this season that you, you could look through, our seat, look through the table and, and the teams that are in our league and... I guarantee you, if you had a lot, asked a lot of their fans, a lot of fans of clubs around there, a lot of them would say they deserve to be there. But, you know, Salford, that they've got a great setup behind the scenes, and yes, they've thrown money at it, but people say we have as well. So, oh, absolutely, we have. You don't get players like Maynard and Cook who bang goals in for fun for yeah. cheap, do you? Forest Green will say they deserve to be there. <clears throat> well, they built their club. There's a lot of teams that believe they deserve to be there, but unfortunately, when it comes to it, only three go up automatically and one goes up in the playoffs and at the end of the day you've got to earn to be there no matter how much you, you a club thinks they deserve it they've got to work hard for it because there's no givens in this, uh, in this league as the likes of Notts County found out last season it's like me saying I deserve all those pound coins that are in that mug over there because I created the game it's like me saying I deserve that Jaffa cake there because I paid for it now I've got to I've got to earn that that money by winning the game. No, I have to earn. You'll probably win that. I've got to (laughs) earn these Jaffa cakes by being nice and sharing them around and being respectful (laughs) to others. Am I going to do that? Probably not. But the point is, if you go into any situation thinking you've got a God-given right to win something and just get it then you will fail. Our pr- our approach needs to stop, and I think as a collective, and I think this is where the issue is, not for every single supporter, so don't shoot me down and say that I'm st- speaking for every fan, I'm not. As a majority, I think a lot of people look at where we finished last season and where we were last season, how close we were, and think because of that, that's going to continue on to this season. It's not. New manager, new style, few new players, Grant you a lot of the majority of the players are still the same, but it's a new campaign, an absolutely different start, and anything can happen. We've now got to start at square one and build it up again, because if we don't, and if we continue on this course of we deserve to be winning games, we shouldn't be conceding two goals, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be conceding goals, we should be smashing teams left, right and centre, then we are going to get beat, and we are going to get beat, and we are going to get beat, beat, beat and beat, and we're going to be, before you know it, at the bottom of the table, doing a nuts counting. And that's Rich is about to say that. What's, what's very worrying about it, is it just seems to be following a very similar pattern. The only sort of comfort I can take from it is that I'm confident that we have the right people at the very top that aren't going to be as foolish as the likes of Alan Hardy. But Carolyn's not going to get... You know, she's not going to post pictures on Instagram of that nature or or, or Twitter. Well, about John John, John's not going to do that either. Let's, let's hope not, anyway. But um, you know, as as long as you know we keep things right at the top of the club. But it, they were in this exact same position last year, where they were sort of—I wouldn't say we were robbed in the semi-final, but they they got the disappointment in the semi-finals of the playoffs, like we did. So such a similar path. They was up there for most of the season, like we were dropped out towards the end, like we did. And then they made the only difference is they made a lot of uh, signs over the summer. We've made a few quality additions. That's the big difference for me. But 
we made the manager change and, and things like that and a lot of it at the moment I know we're only two games in but you just wonder what path it's going to take and as long as we well as long as we make sure we don't follow their path that's all we've got to make sure of but I think we've got to manage our expectations a little bit absolutely I could go out and buy as many lottery tickets as physically possible doesn't mean I'm going to win uh, let's hear from Danny Rose in a couple of minutes but first let's uh, have a little scroll through your some of your comments uh, talking about Carlisle on Saturday Callum says Carlisle is a very difficult place to go to long journey up and they've just beat a championship side Barnsley 3-0 it'll make or break for Dempster and the fans opinions of him uh, bold statement uh, Mick says well at least we do normally score two goals at Carlisle only problem is we do con- tend to concede more than two <laughs> It's not often your dad's wrong, but he's right again. Um, John says, as a team, they need to be positive, stay focused, believe in what uh, they do and the management and prove we are a League One side. <coughs> Mick also says, uh, also need to play best players in best positions. Swapping CJ to the right, we've been losing all at half time. Yet play him on the left, we look half decent and have more about us. Um, Kevin says it's a big ask to win a promotion in your first season uh, but John Radford wants promotion John Dempster knows what's required the longer he goes without a win the longer the pressure will build spot on um, because that expectation is so high and of course Mansfield Matters podcast alumni Simon Mercer who is I don't know how he's managed to type with a twin on each arm uh, but he's put uh, the expectation is so high Mansfield fans think we deserve uh, we should be up there no win yet for Dempster pressure will start but it's only two games in it will come good just needs to know his best 11 and not change it other than suspension injuries and we will be fine well let's certainly hope so because it again <coughs> feels like a broken record at times but not everything has been woeful it's not like we've been beat 6-0 in our opening two games fair enough probably could have been 6-0 in the first half an hour against Morecambe in the second game but that's by the by players have improved and players um, who uh, didn't shine last year such as o- Otis Khan etc are shining another man doing that as well is the man who has rescued us not once but twice the man who is blossoming Danny Rose let's hear from him it's a good start for me personally obviously to get the two goals is nice but um, I think the bigger picture is that the lads are a bit disappointed that we've not at least picked up one victory out of the two league games that we've played so far obviously 2-0 down is not ideal we'll get ourselves a mountain to climb and then we've done well to play back to 2-2 but the red cards have I want to say have killed the game off for us but they've gave us a less chance of winning so um, we'll look forward to Carlisle now we'll train right today and then we'll move on tomorrow I think I've said in a few interviews um, I didn't really have a pre-season much last season obviously what happened with the, the transfer saga wasn't ideal and uh, injury wise so I think the pre-season was, was key this season I've had a good pre-season with a new gaffer and I was wanting to kick on now I've had a good start like you said but I'm wanting to kick on now throughout the season there's a change in style obviously the gaffer last season had a, have a different style to this one this season and I feel like I'm adapting well but I feel like the lads are as well it's obviously quite hard when, when a new gaffer comes in it takes time to gel towards the, the new system but I'm sure when we adapt things we'll be fine I think it works well off me obviously like you said I'm good in the air and I'm winning flick and he's gambling in behind but Cook is also good at that he proved that I thought he had a very good game before I picked up a little, a little niggle. Um, it was very unlucky not to score. 
Um, I think we complement each other very well. It's the same every season. The gaffer wants to fetch his own players, and he's fetching two very good strikers at this level. Proven, uh, Andy Cook scored. I think he was 17 goals last season in League One, and Nicky Maynard scored 20 plus in League Two. So the proven strikers, but um, it's just healthy competition. It spurs you on, like you said. He wants you to train well every day, and just open getting the team. Obviously, under the new gaffer, I feel like I'm adapting quite well to his system. I'm just hoping that continues now throughout the season. I just don't want a good start and then it to veer off. I feel like I had a, a decent enough start last season with the, the old gaffer, but he just veered off after that, and um, I'm just hoping it continues. Yeah, Danny, we are as well. Uh, Danny Rose speaking to I Follow Stakes. You can watch that in full uh, by heading across to uh, mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Lots of great content on there for you to enjoy. You said in there, Cam, about uh, gelling under a new system. So it's clear they are working on something new and not just sort of picking up from where they left off. New ideas being implemented. It does take time uh, to gel. But I think you can tell from every player that has spoken. There's, there is the hurt and disappointment of not doing as, as, as expected in there, but they know and believe it's going to come. Exactly. I think if you've got a field of 11 Danny Roses, we win every week because they've just got that hunger and desire and passion just to play the game and not let arguments and, and bitterness take over. I'm not throwing any, anything towards the defence. It's just like all it is is arguments with them and the defence and the goalkeeper but if you've got that passion like Danny has and shown it for the last two games three games then we'd be alright it's just trying to iron out all these needy little problems it's just how long that you you give for those to, to be ironed out because we, it's the, the nature of the beast of social media and support because everyone's straight on there after the game and that the, the level of toxicity just raises the bar, doesn't it, yeah. at the end of well, the game? It, say it just, after does, the does, game. Yeah. doesn't just stop, does it? It's, it's a constant. Well, I say we, we, we can feel the toxicity in the... Loving that word tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know what that is? That's our, that's our new soliloquy. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, well, I hope it doesn't carry on for long, though. Uh, but, yeah, so <laughs> I know, I you can feel the toxicity in the, in the stand itself, um, you know, because it's being voiced out loud onto the pitch, as it is, but... Yeah, there should be a social media banner, uh, you know, for the next sort of couple of hours after a match, especially. Well, I want to say when we lose, we haven't lost yet, have we? Really, but uh, when you draw, because um, it implodes. It always has done, but at the moment it just seems, it just seems ten times worse. And unfortunately, as I as I mentioned earlier, I think uh, if we carry on, it's not necessarily the results that are the issue, but with these performances, uh, if we carry on these in the next ten games, so we, we you know twelve games into the into the season is going to be under pressure it doesn't not saying that I think he should go or I think he should stay at the moment I, I don't know but well at the moment I think he should stay but what I'm saying is 12 games down the line he's going to be under huge pressure if it carries on the way it is and we're the only man that knows what will happen at that point is, is John Radford but at the moment the fans are some of the fans I should say are already on his back and if it carries on it's only going to get worse I think the issue is and it, it all boils down to the appointment and how it was made and the manner in which it was made because we basically in the space space of a week we had the heartbreak of losing on penalties to Newport oh wouldn't wouldn't isn't it great that we've had another penalty shootout defeat as well this week that's great <laughs> um, we had the heartbreak of losing on penalties to Newport 
we had the thing we had that couple of days of oh, well we, you know we'll push again next year we sort of picked ourselves up and then all of a sudden bang wrecking ball came in Flickcroft was sacked all backroom was sacked and Dempster was pushed up from the academy without any comment or without any real interview or any insight into the thinking behind that pre-season has come along we've sort of accepted it and he's built a team we've got a few of these signs and we're thinking yeah we can give it a real go, real go. but then all of a sudden the football's kicked in and there are perhaps a section of fans who haven't seen all that in the pre-season haven't seen that stop gap who have then gone nah I don't like this nah this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and they've got that attachment to Flickcroft it's like clinging on to you know memories and uh, a past person in your life who you need to let you need to let go of in order to progress and move on and what we're not doing at the minute is we're not doing that we, we just need to come out and say look he's gone that's that that's in that box that's done now we're in this box and we move on it's almost like last season from from January onwards it's like we were then a player and we just we were dipping down and we, couldn't, we were losing control and we got to the sort of end of the season and we've sort of pretty much sort of, sort of hit rock bottom we've got a chance to rescue it and go again and start you know going back upwards but we just it's like we're in this massive turbulence at the moment it's up and down up and down but so rapidly um, I, it's hard to know where we're going to go are we going to you know sort things out and start climbing up the table again or is it going to be a continuous turbulence you know situation for a while and we're going to drop down it's, I really don't know what to expect over the next few weeks it's like we've come off one train and we need to change tracks and, and move on to the next one I love the analogies tonight it's great do you want to throw one into the mix Nathan's done the, the only problem with that is having train tracks what are you doing the only problem with the train thing is probably we've been hit by one halfway through yeah derailed <laughs> yes so there was soon be a strike as well it's just a uh... oh dear <laughs> Jesus choo choo let's move on I'm going home um, <laughs> please but it's like the, it's harsh <laughs> it's like the Flickcroft movie guys. They must be hating it at the minute. Who do you blame now? Well, everyone's a scapegoat. <laughs> everyone's a scapegoat. I, I blame you because last week you didn't wear a football shirt. This week you have and you will be fine. But this is the first time we've had all three shirts on show. Maybe that's the thing. And we've had biscuits, cakes, cakes, cakes biscuits. Buy them in the biscuit. No, it's not. We can't go for that debate. No, it's not. Stick but to we... the football as much as we don't want to at the moment. That's how it feels. But it's not like we're even waiting till after the game to have a slanging match on Facebook. It's literally as soon as someone does something wrong. It's as soon as the first two goals went in on Saturday. Boom. Facebook. Boom. Hate it. Uh, yeah, that's no, right. If I scroll back through my uh, messages as well, young Cameron, should I remember, some, like, remember during the game see something about Logan as well? Oh, I said Logan out, yeah. I'll call you out to that one. Yeah, but that's, I, the, the, I that's the nature of the, the, the beast it is these days. So you know, you know, it's not a matter now where the discussions are, are in the crowd and then between the families. Unfortunately, it's all on social media as well, and everybody wants to voice their opinion. You know, we're doing the same on this on this show. It, you know, football's always been about opinions, but the problem is now is that it gets seen by everyone or heard by everyone, whereas before it wasn't always the case. And that, no matter what, is going to pass on into the into the team. I'm not saying we should all be here happy clapping and saying, you know, you know, everything's good or it's going to come good. We've got to be more realistic than that. But some of the stuff that comes out isn't going to help. And some of it is just words without backing up their opinion. It's just stupidity. It's, really. it's stupidity and it's making comment for the sake of making comment. It's almost like you're, you are literally picking fault 
the whole situation it feels like a lot has boiled down to the goalkeeping and the defence situation tonight we wouldn't voice our opinions on this show and I certainly wouldn't voice mine and do so in blogs and things like that if I didn't have an opinion and a thing a, a reason yeah. a reasoning to be able to back that up I wouldn't just come out and say don't like Logan because that's that's not fair I, I will support and as much as the frustrations are there with not doing certain things right I will support him because he's playing in the team and he's wearing a Mansfield Town shirt do I want somebody else to come in yes will that happen who knows do I really care a little bit yeah but if he's in the team on Saturday at Carlisle am I going to kick off about it no I'm just going to do what I do every single week and that support the team and that is in reality what we need to do as a collective because the more we start picking and trying to rip strips off people the more times he will turn round and make comments like he allegedly made on, on Saturday having to they go back definitely made them comments back in you know having to go back at fans because players like we've said numerous times are just human beings absolutely if, if you're one of them people who was doing the sarcastic jeering and stuff at, at, at the game just stop it because what is it going to achieve I don't I can't get my head around it. In some ways, I was thinking like, yes, what Logan did were, wasn't good as a professional. He shouldn't have done that. Absolutely. But I'd do that though. Someone did that to me in my job. When you're pushed like that, you know, and you, you, some people think like, oh, the, play, the football player, they should be accustomed to it. Yeah, maybe from opposition, but getting it from your own fans, that's a completely different scenario altogether. And how you expect that, if you really think that's going to improve his game you're on an absolutely completely different planet because there's no way that's going to happen whatsoever. It's just going to make things ten times worse. And in some ways, that I kind of felt like if he turned around and booted the ball in his own net, I, won't, <laughs> I was having fuming, but you sort of would understand it because the sort of like treatment he was getting from his own supporters absolutely. was un- unbelievable. Absolutely. And that's the only thing I can say. I it's, think it's just constant abuse and it wouldn't be too bad like they said if you booted into his own net or made an absolute howler you could justify it. it's like oh for god's sake he's done it again no what I'm saying I think the, he, the thing is it's constant but as far as he doesn't feel like doing yeah, that yeah just, just picking ball up and just throwing it in yeah, because like he well sod you then I'm not playing you know like school playground sort of thing but you know, I'm going home. he must feel like that at times because of the abuse he's been getting and some of it's probably quite personal abuse as well so exactly. not just about his performance abuse he's been getting from his own like I said so called supporters is unacceptable no matter what people think no matter how much they've paid to go to the match or how how long they've been following the club it, that, all that doesn't matter you don't be like that with one of your own players it's completely idiotic so I'm probably going to get shot down for this but 90% of the people that have given Logan abuse or whatever have probably never even got as close to football as what he has like playing in like a high division what, what gives them the matter. right to abuse someone in their workplace? It's like he's a he's a talent he's a talent, and you don't get many good goalkeepers. <laughs> but that, that's but he's played in the he... top division. He's played in massive games. Like his his biggest game in, in his career is probably that Hibs game, saving penalties, ironically, <laughs> and got and and won them the Scottish Cup. It's massive, and when you play like Mansfield's a massive change from that because of the fan base how close you are to the players on the pitch and everything but getting abuse like he does it's like he's played in top divisions 
most of his career he's played with some fantastic players it was like not long ago he was playing alongside Harry Kane Jamie, um, Jamie Vardy at Leicester and now he's playing with Christian Pearce it's like fair enough it's not the greatest players but it, it's still professional football I wouldn't say that to Christian Pearce mate <laughs> but not, it's, not being still, funny. it's still professional football and 90% of these people have never got there the thing is for me though it doesn't matter even if 10% people have been like that and they're still and they're giving them the, the stick all that to me is irrelevant and even so I'm not even def- this isn't even defending Logan in a way like even if you, you think now you know he's towards the end of his career maybe he's, he's lost his way whatever he hasn't got the ability if that's the case even so don't boo him when he's or sarcastically cheer when he's doing you know getting the ball and stuff like that because it, even if he's the worst keeper you know we've ever had which I don't think he is um, you know even if he is voice that after the game or make it you know that's do it in rough, a constructive way doing it in the game isn't going to help anything whatsoever absolutely that's all I can say. and Callum has said, has said the same thing and he sums it up beautifully in the comments saying to the people that jeered Logan is he going to perform better under a supportive crowd or a hostile one ask yourself that's that awesome. one absolutely spot on uh, and Simon says but in that respect people pay their money and are entitled to an opinion no. whether it be right or wrong oh, that's the nature of football here. it'll never <laughs> change Um Yes and no. Um, I would argue that people pay their money to go and watch maybe like a, a, theater, a show at the theatre, for example. Are you entitled then, if you're not enjoying it, to stand up and absolutely, you know, slag the lead actress or actor off? You don't do it. Do you you don't do it. It's quite funny. It, but it, happens in, it literally happens in no other form of, you know... It's only football. It's it's entertainment. It is entertainment. It's it's funny. Uh, Simon says, "I wish I was there." We pay his wages. If I don't perform well at work, I'm out. What's the difference? It's because you're not compete. Uh, Simon, <laughs> wait till <laughs> after you. Right, the difference. I is, finish reading the comment. That's right. Sorry, the difference is, is that in your job, you're not competing against in, in the same way. Sport is a completely different scenario to, you know, whatever job people might do. So. I don't I see that all the time and I don't buy that comment and I, I'm, I'm sorry Simon um, he's not he's, he's actually not, not. No, he's he's just, not. That, he just gets on my back a bit I just don't think that's I know we're all passionate about the club and we all want success but at the end of the day it's the same for every club out there and it's a completely different scenario yes they've got a job to do but you're competing against the same people well similar people doing the same thing where they've got a job to do which is to win football matches and entertain and all that sort of stuff it's not as easy as it's not as easy as that and I don't know I just I don't I don't agree with that comment either sorry probably just laughing at your own so I'm going to I'm going to look at it in, in this I'm going to look at it in this spin I'm going to draw a, a line under it when you pay your money and you're invested in the club you obviously are entitled to an, an opinion but there are ways and means of, of doing it I wouldn't come to your workplace and sit behind you and you know go and go well, well done you managed to take something to the photocopy well done you've got off your chair well done yeah oh well done that's a great email that you've just sent there brilliant I wouldn't do that because it's patronising petty and pathetic yeah. so why do it to a footballer at the end of the day we are two games into a brand new season it could all change this time next week it is absolutely crazy that is the nature of the beast of, of football any more comments from Simon yeah <laughs> sorry Nathan <laughs> um, but to all I'm going to end on, on that because I want to move on and, and I actually want to go to bed tonight um, <laughs> and there's some cakes that are baking in the oven as well I want to taste Ooh, that I still love you by the way Simon just the same yeah, yeah. Um, 
<coughs> so do we as well. We miss you, Si. We miss you. Uh, it'd be great to see you again later on in the series. Anyway, um, to all of those that jeer and make comments which are below the belt and do things in a negative way, are you really a supporter or actually are you a bit of a bully? Because that's essentially what it, it could boil down to. Would you do that? Um, would you do that to a child in a school nativity play? <laughs> would you stand up and go, hey, little Johnny, hey, missed his line up there, didn't he? Yeah, he messed his line up there when they were asking him about how much he was for a room at Bethlehem, you know, and all that. You, you, oh, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do it, would you? You just wouldn't do it. So why do it as an adult? It just makes you pathetic and petty. Uh, let's try and move on and be a little bit positive. The 2-2 two, two draws sequence has to end somewhere. Technically, we did actually manage to score more than two on Tuesday night in the cup because we scored five penalties. So technically, we scored seven. Great maths. Have some of that. Um, so maybe we are turning a corner. Maybe we are turning a corner. Maybe it will happen at Carlisle, the long, long trip to Carlisle. So it's time for the greatest feature of Series 3. It's the pound prediction game. Has anyone got a pound? Cam, what are you doing? I've, I've also realised that it shouldn't actually be a pound this week. It should actually be two pounds. We've got game Tuesday night. So oh, everyone owes. Yeah. Everyone owes. Yeah. So you owe two pounds next week, and me and you owe me and. So I need to bring three quid next week then. Yeah. Well, we've got a game in midweek next week. No, but then next week. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So next week. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to write a little note down on my on my list uh, for next week. I'm going to put. Cam I mean, it'd be easier if we just got chucked in 46 quid right now. But. It would, wouldn't it? But, you know, Cam owes three. 48, sorry. But that would defy the point of the, se- the game because it's a pound prediction. I know. Yeah, so the difference also pound. is that, Nathan, you've probably got 43 quid lying around somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's also true. I haven't got 43p, so I don't know. Uh, I managed to get this pound. Anyway, the pounds <laughs> are in the pot. Let's uh, do the uh, predictions. I'm going to start with the man who hasn't brought a pound. Cam, prediction for, first of all, Carlisle on Saturday, please. Ooh, 2-1 Stags. 2-1 win. Uh, Nath, what are you going to go with? 3-1 to Carlisle. Ooh, 3-1 Carlisle. <laughs> well, I am going to go for a 2-0 Stags win. Leighton Orin on Tuesday, I'm going to go for a one all draw. Cam? 2 uh, all draw. Another one. Uh, Nate? 2-1 Stags win. 2-1 Stags win. Hopefully, uh, we will get six points from the next two games. We shall wait and see. Well, it's certainly been an entertaining podcast tonight. There's been plenty of opinions and plenty of uh, words said and got out in the air. Hopefully, we've got that toxic nature and that toxic conversation and thrown it in the bin. It is a long toxicity, love toxicity. Uh, It is a long old season and it will be a much longer and much older season if all of this continues. We are, like I said earlier, new manager, new team, new direction. Let's back John Dempster, let's back whoever he puts out on the pitch to go and do what we want them to do. And that is quite simply play and win. It's a long way to Carlisle. It's a much longer way back if we don't bring home any points. So let's make that journey as smooth as possible and get all three points on the board. And of course, let's make, try and make the one course stadium as much of a fortress as possible by beating uh, League Two newcomers Leighton Orient uh, on their visit on Tuesday night. We will be back here next Thursday at 6.30 on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because that's from that. It certainly does. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. Support the boys. 
and try and look at things in a more positive light. Like, for example, if there's if you've bought a packet of Jaffa cakes and there's two left in the packet, do you share them with your two mates or do you eat them all to yourselves? Which one did I do? I expect people to be um, chomping at the bit and, and, and fighting for every inch. Standards have been at a decent level in training. Uh, that needs to be taken into games more so. Um, there'll be little reminders about doing the basics well between now and Saturday because, that, like I touched on earlier, that's where we've been falling short. Um, and I expect performance levels to go up You know, when, when it comes to match day. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.